We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. Welcome to another Three Maw pod. You might recognize a guy on the screen if you uh, watched the show a few months ago. Actually, we uh, we recorded with Jared Sutton back in late August before the Chiefs became Super Bowl champs. And at that time, I think Jared was uh, getting ready to go down to Phoenix, actually, for uh, the Chiefs-Cardinals. And look what happened with that Uh a few months later, Chiefs are Super Bowl champs, but we're here to talk K-State basketball. Uh, third pod this week. It's an exciting time, obviously, to be a Kansas State basketball fan as the Wildcats won back-to-back games over top 20 opponents. Joe Lenardi last night uh, put up on the screen on ESPN that K-State currently is projected as a two-seed, as we talked about this week in the NCAA tournament bracket reveal. Uh, K-State was projected as a three seed as of last Saturday before they rattled off a couple of more quad one wins. So great time to be a K-State fan and uh, nobody better to bring on the talk K-State hoops and Jared Sutton scout for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, the NBA. We had him on, like I said earlier this year. Uh, and so Jared, hey man, we we appreciate you jumping on to talk some K-State basketball. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, man, memory lane here. When I uh, when I was on the pod originally, I, I like having flashbacks to the Arizona trip and it's full circle and Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. But I think what's great is like it, it leads right into the the close of this conference portion right before conference tournaments. And being in Kansas City, it's great to have all the local schools being, you know, so competitive. Um, you know, you look at what Creighton's doing, even, you know, yeah. getting back into the swing of things. And uh, that makes it a lot of fun for me just being here in KC and seeing all these teams and, and knowing how competitive these teams have been, especially with, you know, first year head coaches, uh, and being in the environments, I, you can't beat college basketball environments and, uh, there's, there's none better than around this region. And, uh, it's what, what's, what makes it fun this time of year of, of just, I know we're, you know, inching closer and closer and everybody wants to talk about the NCAA tournament, but there's still so much to, you know, be ironed out in terms of the conference tournaments and, and seating uh, for the big 12 tournament and all that good stuff. So, Really fun to, to be on the pod with you guys. You guys do a great job, so honored to be on. 
Well, hey, I mean, you know, talking about that, obviously it's, it's a lot of fun. You're a former Missouri player, uh, and obviously you were at the K-State game on Tuesday night against Baylor. It's just a lot of fun to see the atmosphere return to Mizzou Arena when I'm watching those games on TV and the fan base come back, and obviously the same at Kansas State. So, I mean, just to start things off before we start talking about the on-the-court success, you had a tweet uh, I think Wednesday about you, you were sitting next to a scout at the game and and I quote, man, I didn't know it was like this is what the scout had told you his first time to Manhattan. I mean, can you just describe, you know, how you saw it through his eyes and what you took in from, from that atmosphere and what you saw in Manhattan on Tuesday? Yeah, so I had to remind him that, you know, I, I played in Bramlage, you know, for four years so when I was in the Big 12 and during the Frank Martin years with Jacob Poland. Uh, and, you know, Magruder and those guys, I mean, it, it got loud. Um, and it was loud the other night in the Baylor game. And uh, first off, the student section's a blast, just seeing them rowdy again. Uh, I always have told people, you know, it's been years since I was in, you know, playing college ball, but I always appreciated the K-State student section. I always thought they were uh, were funny and, like, good humor and, like, the smack talk was great. They, like, you know, it was, it was always good stuff that was like, man, I can't believe, like, they found certain stuff like that from like middle school from some players and stuff like that. So, um, I just always have, have appreciated going to Bramlage, but yeah, I, this, uh, he's a, uh, GM of, a of the G league team. So he works for a front office, uh, for an NBA team, but he, he gets out on the road right around this time of the year. Um, he doesn't get a, a chance to go to a lot of college games, but he does go out, uh, towards the end of the, the, the regular season portion of conference play. Uh, and he had never been to Manhattan. So uh, it was his first time he's a younger guy. And um, yeah, yeah, he leaned over. He's like, man, I didn't know it was like this. And I said, this is the environment that uh, that's being built here from Coach Tang and his staff. And it's been, you know, one year. And, you know, to see where K-State's at and the consistency they played at all year, um, putting this roster together, the excitement of the fan base and just the style of play you get behind and the coaches and are so engaging and they're, you know, they're so such likable guys, the entire staff, not just coach Tang. Um, and so I, I, I just, I, it's fun for me and it's an easy drive for me from KC. Uh, and I, I know it's been said a lot, like, you know, a lot of times scouts fly in and, you know, Lawrence is, is not that far of a drive. Uh, but I always tell people Manhattan is such an incredible college town. Uh, my sister-in-law went there and, um, to me, you know, I've been in that basketball facility, um, and what they've done in terms of, you know, making it a, an environment uh, for basketball too. you know, the football success speaks for itself. But, you know, when I view K-State, I view it as a basketball school, too, um, just like I would view Mizzou. I think football and basketball can both be successful. I don't think you have to pick one. Um, and that's a great thing. So, yeah, it was a great conversation. You could tell he was in awe of the lights and, you know, during the timeout and student session going nuts. Like, you know, a lot of these guys that are on the G League side or you know, in the, the NBA offices, they don't get to be around uh, a lot of these college environments. So when they can get out and see it, uh, they, they really love it and get behind it. Yeah, I actually have only covered Kansas State since 2017. And before that was Ohio State and, and Iowa. And I think just about every Big 12 environment probably laps those two, which is probably says what, what the Big 12 has kind of turned into. And especially Ohio State, which is you know, they kind of killed their atmosphere when they moved into that new building. But in those, what is it now, six seasons, there's probably been eight of the top 10 environments have probably been this year. So that kind of kind of shows you how Germ Tang has quickly transformed it. The Baylor game on Tuesday night was really good, but it would probably be at the 
tail end of the top five this year. I mean, the Kansas game and the the Florida game was actually sneaky, really, like really raucous too. They they really laid into the Gators uh, for them being the SEC school, and of course, it was Keontae Johnson against this forward team, so it had a little bit more little bit more meaning behind it. As an NBA scout, what, I guess what have you seen from Keontae Johnson? You know, before the scare and after the scare, and how he he may even be improved in terms of just his overall basketball talent, what he provides. Yeah, well, he was great in the Baylor game. My gosh, he was so efficient. Um, you know, I think the thing with Keontae uh, that I think is most interesting um, for me is just the fact of, yeah, he sat out almost two years uh, with everything that took place. Um, I remember seeing that situation uh, when he collapsed and, you know, thinking, man, I, I hope he can we can see this kid play basketball again. Uh, but first and foremost was his health and, you know, being, you know, safe from his own self. And, you know, there when he was at Florida before the, you know, before he collapsed, he was a first round talent um, and he was in the conversation for SEC player of the year. So everybody knew his talent level was just what, what Keontae Johnson are we going to get? And man, I mean, he just hit the ground running from the start. I think all year, Keontae just hasn't missed a beat. Um, you know, every player that is in Keontae's role, Jalen Wilson has, has been this way. Um, Kobe Brown has been this way at Mizzou. You know, you look at you know, the Arkansas squad, right? I mean, Anthony Black's gone through this. Um, Ricky Council's gone through this. There's games that, you know, that, that they'll struggle in. But if you look at Keontae's game log, there's not many games you'll find where he's not efficient. Um, you know, I always look at, you know, the, the splits, right? The, where Keontae's at shooting the ball, two point field goal percentage, getting to the free throw line, rebounding the ball. A lot's made of defense. Um, I do think he's gotten a little bit better defensively. I think that was a big area, um, going into, you know, what Kansas state could look at in terms of what they were going to get. But I just think the fact is what K-State got is the Keontae Johnson we saw at Florida. And to your point, I, I do think he's better. I, I really do. I, I think there's a level of toughness that Keontae's always had. He is a highly intelligent player. Um, he is great without the ball. That's probably his best skill. I would say that his role at Kansas State is much different than what it was at Florida, where he's got to do a lot more than what was asked of him at Florida. And that's okay. You know, certain guys want that. I think sometimes Keontae can can fall into a trap with that of just trying to maybe do too much. Um, you know, I know he's had some turnover games where he doesn't turn the ball over really from what I remember at Florida and he's had some turnover games but I think a lot of that stems from you know, he's, he wants to do more he, he wants to make others better he's trying to be a playmaker more um so I appreciate that about him but I, I love how you know, he's a soft-spoken guy but I it just looks that like he's so happy at, in, in Manhattan um the, you know some of those wins the Kansas win jumps out but even some of the other games I've seen you know with K-State he, he just has a smile on his face I, you can tell he's He's thrilled with the with the decision he made. And, I mean, you're talking about going from Florida to Kansas, right? I mean, it's a huge jump for him. Um, and he's just not missed a beat. And, you know, you pull for guys like that. Uh, Keontae's everything that, I, you know, I got from Florida before he transferred was, you know, he was just the heart and soul of that program uh, in terms of the type of kid he was. And he's brought that to Kansas State. And this is where Jerome Tang deserves all the credit. I mean, yes, he's made others better. Uh, Marquise Noel has been terrific all year. Uh, I think, you know, you look at Naquan Tomlin, he's coming along slowly, but still shows so many flashes, and what a great get that was. I, I really think Coach Tang and his staff just identified the right pieces, and they knew they needed to have a guy that could come in, uh, hit the ground running, and give them a jolt uh, of production, of offense, being able to impact winning, and doing it not just 
with what the production is, but the leadership component of this, I think I've told you guys before, like Keontae in a practice, he's a grown man. Um, you know, he is that adult in the room. He's the guy that everybody looks up to. And that goes a long way, um, especially the experience Keontae has, the winner Keontae is, the competitor Keontae is. Um, there's just so many things to like about this kid. And it, it's why he's, you know, right back in the conversation uh, for where he was just a few years back when we were talking about him in the draft. He hasn't really missed a beat. Um, and that's a testament to, to the kid, the work ethic. Um, he is a pro, pro mentality, pro worker, um, and that's everything you want to find. Yeah, I, I think the first game this year where he didn't score in double figures was only like a week or two ago. Um, right. So it kind of shows where he where he's been at. You mentioned Naquan Tomlin. This year's kind of gone in waves for him, just as he kind of breaks through learning curve after learning curve. But in terms of where you're coming from and what you're looking for, he's kind of probably that next guy when it comes to the tools. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, you said the tools kind of jump out, right? I mean, 6'10 and long and um, late bloomer, you know, a guy that I still think is just scratching the surface. And I think a big part of it is still t not just learning the game, but the the experience of playing in high-level competition. Um, you know, there's there's guys you evaluate all the time that, you know, not to take anything away from them, but they, they play, you know, at smaller levels or, you know, they're, 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 they're growing up against different levels of competition in different environments. You know, you're throwing Naquan Tomlin into the Big 12. That's a that's a whole nother ball game, and you know I think he's handled it pretty well. Um, I think there's moments where he struggles. I also think he still has those flashes where you see it, uh, where you think, man, you know that that's what this kid can be. And and you know obviously you want to find the consistency there. And um, you know he's a spot shooter. That I, I think that you know once the confidence keeps coming and once his feel and comfort level and the strength and all those things start to hit um he'll be able to take a bigger jump but you know his ability to get to the rim um his length his ability to play above the rim but i think his his best skill to be honest with you and i think it's what the staff identifies his twitch ability defensively is such a weapon um that helps so much in terms of game planning and guarding actions when you have a guy that can switch um and he can sit down he can guard he can move he will have a, those mental breakdowns and lapses, but I love that he has a second and third effort. Like his his motor is always going. Um, you know, he's he's going to make mistakes. He has made those mistakes, uh, but there's been so many games where you're like, man, you know, he he really has a chance. We'll see how it continues to play out. Um, but I think you know what Coach Tang and his staff found and what they're continuing to develop. Um, you're, you you continue to see that in little bits and pieces. It's tough when you're in league play because you have to press the right buttons as a coach. You have to find the right rotations. Um, and, you know, it's, it's yes, you want a player like Naquan to get as much experience as you can. But they're, what that roster is and the depth that, that Coach Singh has in the rotations, he's starting to play guys that really give them a lift in terms of winning games. So it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth conversation, I'm sure. But Naquan is, has got a high ceiling, and, and I do think he's just scratching the surface. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Well, I love everything you said there about Naquan, Jared. I'm excited to see him with another year in the strength and conditioning program with a full offseason with strength and conditioning coach Phil Beyer. Get a little more muscle, a little more weight on, but the tool set is definitely there. The ability to handle the basketball. You know, he's a 74% free throw shooter, so that tells me that that he in all likelihood will be able to become a better, more consistent jump shooter from the outside. And if he can just get to 34 35% from three, as you know, he can be quite the weapon as he adds a little more strength. And the, the defensive versatility, as you mentioned, his quickness, his athleticism, the ability to switch and guard one through five is just tremendous. And so the, the ceiling is through the roof for him. And and Keontae, you talked about it. But I mean, I love, you know, he's just such a good rebounder too. You know, like people think he's six foot five, six six, but he's second in the Big 12 play in rebounding. Uh, great scorer, but you know, at Florida, he was always a terrific rebounder too. He's not the the biggest dude in the world, but he goes up and gets the ball. So, you know, another, okay. another thing too with Keontae that that I, I didn't mention is where the NBA is going in terms of physicality, like the strength piece. I think a lot of teams are looking at that, right? They're looking at guys that can come in and handle the physicality and the contact and his strength. I mean, I, I think it was the bucket he had against Keontae George, who's a very talented freshman, where you could tell Keontae George thought, wait a second, I don't want that anymore. You know, of, of you know, just uh, Keontae Johnson go right through him for a bucket. You know, that that is impressive. And obviously, again, you know, you're looking at, at Keontae Johnson in, in a, a specific role that I think he'll be able to flourish at the next level where he's not going to be you know, the one or two option, but he's going to be a piece where you think, man, he can come in and, and he's going to embrace everything you ask him to do. That to me is what's what's so intriguing about him, uh, and just translating it. And and you know, is he a three? Is he a four? There's a lot of times he could play both, just because he rebounds and he moves guys with that strength, uh, and just has a great knack for the ball. Well, it is he's 41 percent from three now on the season too. He's become a little bit. I mean, he, it's not like he was a bad shooter at Florida by any means. The numbers were there, but he, he's shooting it a little bit more from the perimeter this year, which makes him a harder guard as well. And you know, Jarrett, that play that uh, with Keontae George, I'm just surprised with the way college basketball officiating is. They didn't just call a charge, even though he didn't even go down. I mean, I said the same thing. <laughs> I, couldn't I couldn't believe it. It's like, 
You know, it reminded me of the, uh, you would know this because the, the the Missouri play in Allen Fieldhouse against KU when, was it Ricky Paulding or was it, who was it that got called? For, you've seen that clip. Keon sure. Dooling. Keon yeah. Dooling. That's right. Yeah. Just the, <laughs> the, um, the embodiment of what, what happens in that building. Anyways, uh, I, I digress and move on from, uh, from that. I said, uh, DY knows I could, I could vent about that quite a bit. Hey, Good. so we all, we all, yeah, care. yeah. Hey. So when we talked back in August, we were asking you, like, do you think this is an NCAA tournament team? And we talked about at the beginning of this pod, right now they're a two or a three seed in the projections. Just how blown away are you with the job that Jerome Tang and this staff has been able to accomplish in just year one? Blown away because I think that, you know, the Big 12 as a league, as a whole, that's been talked about so much, it's, it's so good. Um, and obviously Coach Tang knows all about that just with his days at Baylor. Um, you know, I, I think the the thing that that really jumps out and, you know, you guys know this, I've said it before, is just in terms of recruiting, fan bases always want to go after the five stars and they want to, you know, try to identify you know, the best recruits out there. And that's every program wants, every fan base wants that, right? But with the, the portal being what it is, the NIL world we're in, um, you know, and, and you're going to see this every year, every offseason is a chance for to improve your team and and you're one year away from making an NCAA tournament. You know, I, I think every program has that now. And obviously I still am a believer that, you know, certain guys shouldn't transfer just to run from their own problems. You know, sometimes it's okay to stay in school and develop and, and, and wait your turn uh, when you're not ready. That's a part of it. Um, but I think that the team that they put together, uh, it's not just, you know, Keontae, Keontae and, and Naquan and Marquise. It's Cam, it's Desi, it's Negesson, it's, you know, it's Ish. Those guys are playing a a significant role on this team. And they probably, you know, not not to Kansas State fans, but I think nationally, you know, I think they kind of fly under the radar of just their impact. Uh, And I think just it's the style of play that that is impressive. But I just think the fact that, that this staff has been able to elevate uh, guys and put them in the right positions to be successful. Like uh, you might disagree with him. I think this, I mean, I've seen Marquise Noel so many times in his career. It's the best I've seen him uh, by far in terms of he- decisive decision, decisive decision. That's what it's all about. And he just, the Baylor game speaks for itself. He, he didn't make shots, but it felt like he made so many plays to win that game um, and to get Kansas state the the lead. Um, he's just such a competitor and he's gritty and we've all known that, but, it feels like Coach Tang and, and, and the staff, because the staff is tremendous. I think they have a great staff. Uh, they've elevated uh, the, the play. They, they've elevated how they run offense, their defensive schemes. Um, you know, yes, it, it helps when you add a Keontae Johnson talent and he hits and, and he's been a home run uh, in terms of the player they got in the portal. But it's not just him. It, it's really what they put together from a roster standpoint, the buy-in. Um, the, you, you look at the videos of the locker room, uh, that the program puts out there. I think that's real. Um, yeah, I've known coach Tang a long time. Um, there's nothing that's not genuine about coach Tang. Uh, he's just an amazing man and his energy speaks for itself. Uh, he's going to keep it real. He's going to tell it like it is. He's not afraid, uh, to be open and, and, and really, you know, share his thoughts and, and be honest. And I think every player wants that. They want a level of honesty. I think there's an engagement there and a buy-in with that entire roster, and you see it on the bench. Um, you see the bench being involved in every game, no matter if you're playing 25 minutes or you're not playing at all. That, to me, is a sign of a program that's bought in, 
Um, I think they played with a chip on their shoulder all year too, uh, where they they know they're good and they want to prove it every time out. That to me is is again uh, this staff what they're doing, what they're building. I love that when it's when it's a loss, next game, you know, it's it's put it behind you, learn from it, move on. Uh, they're just there's they're instilling so many things from a cultural standpoint. Where where I feel good about this for Kansas State, I don't believe this is just going to be a one year thing. I think this is something that's going to be something where Coach Tang is 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 showing he is a tremendous head coach. Obviously, it depends on you know the recruits and the portal and everything from here moving forward. But I think we're learning right now what Coach Tang can do with the basketball team and with this staff and where they could be year in and year out competing in the Big Twelve and ultimately competing for for NCAA tournament you know berths and wins and and what what have you in the postseason. Yeah, I like what you said about the other guys. Um, obviously, this team goes as Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson go. Um, that's where every team is with their stars, really. That's basketball. Right. But from start to finish this year, one of my favorite players to watch has been Desi Silt, just because yeah. I, I'm not sure there's a faster player with the ball in his hands in college basketball, because when he wants to go, he really takes off. But uh, I guess we talked a lot about what, kind of goes right for Kansas State, but just an interesting question I'd, I'd like to pose to just to see where you would come from. They've had skids this year at times where it hasn't gone well for them. Can you, do you, can you pick out like a specific weakness or a couple of them or culprits of what happens when things don't go well for them? Yeah, um, I would take the, uh, I was at the Kansas game in Lawrence. Um, you know, I obviously it's an emotional game in terms of rivalry game. Uh, K-State already got the first one. So there's there's some factors, right, playing a part there. Um, I, I think sometimes stopping the bleeding is is a bit, and, and mo- mo- most teams struggle with this sometimes where, you know, it, when it rains, it pours. And, and when you're struggling to get a stop um, or you're not making shots and you're not getting back in defensive transition, it just kind of snowballs. And it felt like in that game, um, not that they didn't, you know, that not that they let go of the rope, but I just felt defensively, you didn't feel them really. Um, I didn't feel a presence from them on defense, which typically you, you do, um, not that they weren't in the game, but it just felt like, you know, Kansas got hot. And then, you know, all of a sudden it was, you know, you just didn't feel K-State defensively, particularly in defensive transition. Um, you know, so not to say that that's a game by game issue, but you know, th- that's one area that sticks out is. To me, I feel like Marquise, I, I trust Marquise so much as a point guard in terms of his ability to make plays that I think offensively, I, I think K-State's going to be solid um, in terms of being able to score the ball. It's everything defensively of being consistent um, and getting stops when they need to get stops and and obviously closing games out, winning games when, when you have to d- depend on your defense to get you through some tough times offensively. But every team would say that. Um, you know, obviously, depth production is is going to be big. Uh, you mentioned Desi. I, I still think Cam Carter gives them good minutes. I know he can be a little streaky, um, but I think he provides a little bit of a relief when he can get some buckets, when he can score the ball. And you're not asking him to be a 20-point guy. Um, but I just think it takes a little bit of the pressure off of Marquise uh, and off of Keontae, most importantly, uh, when they can get a little bit of a rest and know that the, the production offensively is going to go down and the defensive intensity isn't going to go down as well. Um, but those are just kind of some some areas. Um, you know, I think I just think Keontae, too, in terms of like where he's at, um, you know, in Big 12 nationally, I, I mean, the guy does so many things on the glass 
And I thought what was good in the Baylor game, um, you know, he, he didn't, yeah, I think he had one rebound, I think is what it was. That to me is another thing where it's, you know, when, when you have a guy that you know, hey, that guy can rebound, you know, maybe, maybe he's just going to go get it. I think it's okay to have that mentality of, look, I need to be in the mix. I got to go get involved. I got to go get a rebound. I got to go second, you know, be a secondary rim protector. I can't just depend on my teammate to do it just because he's good at it. There has to be other guys getting involved and doing some of those little things. That to me is when Kansas State is really good, when everybody's doing the little things and locked in and the attention to detail really is what it comes back to. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. And then I'd finish with a couple of just big picture questions real quick. You see a lot of SEC ball being a kind of a Mizzou guy. I guess yeah. I'm just interested because the Big 12 has really widened the gap between themselves and the rest of the college basketball. What's the, but SEC is probably the second best league, maybe the Big East. What's the gap? What's the difference between Big 12 and everybody else right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I was honestly like when I looked at the Big Ten, when I, I know last weekend they kind of released, um, you know, that first top 16 and, I, you know, Big Ten's got quite a few teams uh, in there that I was a little bit surprised by that. I know the Big Ten's kind of come on strong. Um, you know, there's some teams there that have, have really played well. But when you look at the SEC, um, you know, I, th- I think the gap would be I th- there's some middle of the pack teams and Mizzou's in this conversation, Arkansas's in this conversation. Like AM is is in that top four. Kentucky's playing better. Um, there's some teams that, you know, really have had ups and downs. It, it's been a little bit inconsistent in the middle tier of the SEC. Like Alabama's been so good. They they've been the premier team in the league. Um, it's why they are where they are. Uh, they're the most talented, obviously. They have the most most depth, all those things. AM has been probably one of the tougher teams. But if you look at the middle pack of the league, it's kind of a hodgepodge in terms of where everything's at. And there's still a lot to be decided in these three games, too. Uh, like, Mizzou could win their last their three winnable games. They could be in a double-buy situation. Uh, so I think the, the SEC middle of the pack is just much different in terms of a lot of these teams jockeying for not only where they're going to finish in the SEC, but ultimately there's some teams that are in this play-in conversation, Mississippi State for one, um, that I, they, they still have a lot to prove where the league – could end up getting more teams in. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think the SEC is probably, for me, the, the second best team behind the Big 12, which is why the Big 10 um, having as many teams, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then uh, I guess in general, that one more would be, is Alabama the best team you've seen this year across the board? In terms of talent, in terms of, like they they have like Mark Sears getting Mark was being an older proven score was a really good get the freshmen speak for themselves Jaden Bradley's healthy uh, and adds a totally different dimension to their team because he's a great point guard but he's got some combo guard stuff in him um, they got Quinterly coming off the bench 
and Quinterly was their starting point guard at one point. I mean, so the depth piece to them uh, is really intriguing. And then Brandon Miller is is that good. Um, you know, I know it's been a controversial topic in co- college basketball, but you know, his forty one last night and he had eight rebounds and you know the the three steals and two blocks. I mean, he impacts the game in so many ways, and he's just lethal off the dribble and can shoot any team out of a game. Uh, and then Noah Clowney, they're big. So I would say talent wise. They are probably the best team. I saw them beat Arkansas and Fayetteville, and Arkansas kind of kept it close, but Alabama just can put the foot on the gas at any time. Um, they do not have as many quad one wins, obviously, as Kansas. I think Houston is playing much better because Marcus Sasser has definitely turned a corner, so I would not sleep on Houston either, and Jarris Walker has played really, really well of late. Uh, they don't have the depth of, of Alabama. So I, I think, yes, to your question, Alabama probably is the most talented team I've seen. But I still, you know, in the NCAA tournament, that doesn't mean I think they're going to be a lock to go to a Final Four either because we've seen before, and Alabama's been in this case, this situation before, where sometimes they're the most talented, but you're really young. You don't get past some of those tough games. More times than not, those experienced teams, those tougher teams that have been in those moments and have won games and are kind of battle-tested, those are the teams you probably want to put some stock in when you get into the NCAA tournament. If you had a vote, Jared, who would be your national coach of the year as of today? Man, that's co- that's tough. I mean, I, I know this might not be a popular opinion, but I, I do think it's Bill Self. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I just, to, to win a national championship and get those two guys back is one thing, but you know, he, he doesn't have the same horses we're used to seeing Bill Self have, and the Big 12 is in my opinion, the best league uh, in college basketball, and they've kind of separated themselves a little bit. I know they're still in the, the, the lock with Texas, but you know Texas has more pieces. They have more depth. They, they have more natural you know, talent and athleticism, and I just think the job that, that he's done, um, the, the way they beat TCU the other night, perfect example when Jalen Wilson doesn't play well, and they go get a big win on the road, and, and it's a tough, gritty win where they, they you know, it, it, those are the types of games where I think that, that deserves part of it, but you know, I, I there there are some some coaches there that I, I think are are part of the conversation, and Jerome Tang is for sure one. I don't want to write that off because I think he's right there in the conversation. Um, we were talking about the best league in college basketball and a first year head coach. I think Jerome Tang. If, if someone said I think Jerome Tang should be coach of the year, I wouldn't you know squawk at it. I, I think he's got very much the the resume this year and the job he's done is is very much deserving. Well, hey, I. We we bring you on to talk K State, but I gotta let I gotta let you gloat a little bit about the Missouri hire and Dennis Gates too. I mean, look, you look at Missouri and K State; they probably have two of the three best hires in college basketball from this offseason. Next to you know Sean Miller at Xavier, obviously, has worked out very well for them too. So, just you know, what do you think of the job that Gates has done at Missouri? Yeah, he's done a great job. Um, you know, I, I think when we put this team together, you know, he, again, he, he you know had guys come from Cleveland State. You know, and, um, you know, he got a kid from Missouri State and Isaiah Mosley, who really hasn't really even played all that much and was a top target in the transfer portal. Um, you know, it's been up and down with him playing to kind of a similar conversation of, of what Coach Tang has done with Marquise Noel and, and just the best I've seen Marquise. You know, Dennis has done such a great job with Kobe Brown, um, who is shooting 45% from three and just taking his game to a whole other level, but I also just think it's just how he plays the game. It's so much different. Uh, he had five steals the other night in the Mississippi State game, like defensively, his hands, like his his body's in better shape. 
He plays with way more fire and, and energy and consistency. He's way more aggressive. Like there's just areas of of what uh, we're seeing from the development of some guys that have been really good. He added Demoy Hodge, who's one of the best three and D guys in the SEC. Um, and at one point, you know, Demoy and Kobe were one and two in the SEC in offensive rating. So I mean, he's getting the most out of his guys. I think the same thing. I would say this about Coach Tang too. Like I say about Coach Gates, and I think that's why both K State and Missouri are so lucky to have these guys. I really think that there have been moments where watching K-State and watching Zoo, ATOs, drawing up plays, adjustments uh, at half, adjustment in-game, late in-game, throwing different defenses, throwing different coverages, all those things matter. And, you know, both staffs have done a great job to do that and and get the most out of their guys to win games. Um, so that's why I, I, I think both, I mean, Dennis Gates is, you know, going to probably be nominated to be coach of the year. Um, I think he's behind some guys, but he's done such an amazing job. And I, I don't think it can be overstated losing Isaiah Mosley for much of the, you know, he has played, he's, he's not ineligible. He's not hurt. It's been a lot of things off the floor, uh, but to have his team at 20 wins, he's the third coach in program history to reach 20 wins in his first year. Uh, it's pretty impressive stuff, especially they've been so undersized. They've been dominated on the glass so many games and they find ways to win. They're a top 10 offense in college basketball. So. He deserves a ton of credit. He's an amazing man. Uh, he never breaks, you know, his, who he is. He's very even keeled. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. Um, he's he's as uh, you know calm as it gets. So I think that really bodes well for just him as a head coach and another guy that has a great staff. Cy uh, Charlton Young, we got from Florida State, great recruiter. Um, and I know Mizzou fans are pretty excited about the future. And I love what you said about the ATOs. That's a great point. Like when I watch K State, I can't count how many times they've come out of a timeout and had a play drawn up that works perfectly and executed perfectly. They're great at inbounds plays under the basket. It's so refreshing to see. Uh, in the past, K State would just have to throw it out up top, be on the three point line or half court, and it feels like they get a bucket on fifty plus percent of their inbound plays. So it's uh, it's very refreshing. Hey, hey, Jared, man, we appreciate it again. You're one of the best guests that we have on. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time, jumping on with us and, and recording. I forgot to mention it earlier, but hey, stock up on your uh, Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon 360 Vodka. March Madness is coming right around the corner. So you're going to want to take some PTO off work, folks, and uh, maybe grab a bottle and uh, you know stay away from the kids and family and uh, just isolate, have a couple drinks, watch basketball. So yeah, we appreciate their support and we appreciate you, Jared, for uh, jumping on. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you who continue to listen to 3Maw. Uh, for Derek, for Jarrett, thanks again for listening to another 3 Mob Pod. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.